Hello and welcome to our podcast. We are your hosts today, Sydney Day, Schrody Schrodinger, aka Aaron Smith. This one is called the Enneagram Non-Experts. Yes. We would love to say a quick thank you to our sponsors today. Our zero sponsors that we have. We have zero sponsors. This is a thank you in advance for all of you who will be signing up to sponsor us after today. Send a check. Lots of money. Venmo. We accept anything. Cash app. Anyway, um, moving past that. Okay, well. Okay, um, so how are you guys? (laughs) You guys having a good day? (laughs) Having a good day. Having a great day. Are you having a good day? What? I'm just passionate about people's lives. That's great. I'm I'm happy for you, but be passionate quieter. Okay. Are you you having a good day, Sydney? Not that quiet. Are you having a good day? I am. Are you having a good day? Oh my god. (laughs) Are you having a good day? I I'm having a good day. Um one -hmm. thing I want to talk about though. I'm having baby fever, hardcore. Yeah, me too. But that would require me to get, be artificially inseminated at this point. Yeah, um, it would require me to take out my IUD. Is that like the Tesla? Yeah, <laughs> I have a Tesla inside my uterus. <laughs> that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Basically, I'm a robot at this point. Yeah, I was going through the store. I've told you this before, but the people want to know. And I saw this football onesie for a baby, and I was like, Mom, I'm popping one out right here, right now, in the middle of the store. Just to put it in a football onesie. Just to put okay. it in a football onesie. That's what motherhood's all about. It is. It is. It's um, all about the fashion. <laughs> <laughs> I don't anyway. know if I'd call that fashion, but you know what? Semantics. That's true. Anyway, um, wow, it's crazy that we're just randomly talking about babies, given that our topic for today's episode is uh, parenting. Yes, parenting. Which we are obviously the experts on. (laughs) Yeah, we are. Given that we have zero children. Um, But we do know a lot of children. I have to tell you something. Oh my God. Yeah. You got artificially... uh, No. Oh. I'm having... Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, okay okay i think i did that to my mom once as a joke and she thought it was so funny oh my god <laughs> i feel I like, like mother mary that's who it is right yes she was mary. probably a two although i'm just saying that i really have i know nothing about the bible or mm. any of them but i don't know i just have a feeling mm-hmm if you want to know how to become a parent, read a Song of Songs, Chapter 7. Oh, my God. <laughs> we used to do that at church camp. <laughs> Great. <laughs> anyway. Okay, we need to move on. Um, Parenting. Yeah, so today we wanted to talk about the nine Enneagram types and mm-hmm. how they might be as parents. Yeah. Uh, quick Quick disclaimer, we, in fact, are not parents. Yeah. Uh, So this is purely for fun, and this is in no way parenting tips, and it is also in no way based on our own experience. It is all purely speculation. Yeah, and if you are listening to this and you're a parent and maybe we say, like, some things that could potentially happen with your type, like, we're not, like, calling anyone out. We're just saying that you know, types can be a certain way when they're upset and then 
I don't know, this could happen. Like, we don't want anyone to be like, well, why'd you say this about me? Like, yeah. I'm a parent. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, here's the thing we got to remember about the Enneagram types is you can be healthy, you can be unhealthy, just yeah. like any human. And it, and when we talk about Enneagram um, and parenting, I have a feeling we're going to kind of lean towards the unhealthy um, because it's the easiest to target and it's the easiest yeah. to notice. And maybe not. I don't know. We haven't started the conversation yet. But that's <laughs> I think that's kind of what you're saying yeah. is like, don't take offense to this because if you're, you know, if you're whatever type where, where we might be talking crap about, that doesn't mean you are doing those crap things. It yeah. means that. Well, I'm going to try to personally <laughs> talk more about the good parts of it just yeah. because, I don't know, don't want to go down a certain hole. We're not going to go down the trauma train. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We already did in our first episode. That's true. If you want to hear our trauma, listen to the Enneagram Non-Experts episode one. Yes, there we go. That's all you need. Anyways, let's get into it. All right. Should we start? Actually, yes, we're going to start. Number one. Number one. Parenting. I feel like you'd be such a good mom. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I. It's my life's dream to be a mother. Mm-hmm. And it's not my life's dream, but it's one of my dreams I've known yeah. for forever. Same. I mean, I would, my, my, really, my, my life dream is to be a stay-at-home mom, which look, I'm, I'm a feminist through and through, but, um, I also think that you can make a choice to want to be a stay-at-home mom and that's, that's what I want to do. I don't want to work. I want to take care of my babies and hmm. that's it. Um, but yeah, type ones, I, I mean, the stereotype, the first thing that comes to mind with a type one parent is they are a PTA parent. Oh, yes. (laughs) Because they always need a say in things. Yes, they are involved. Mm -hmm. And and I don't know, this could be a healthy or unhealthy one, um, but I I just have a feeling that like mother or father, these are people who are involved. They want to be so involved and have control in their kids' lives Mm -hmm. because they think that they know how to raise their kids in the best way. And they are people who put effort into raising their kids in the Mm -hmm. best way. They want, you know, they want to do it the right way. They want to be healthy in their parenting and they want to keep up with kind of how other people might be interacting with their kids. And so I can see them being really involved in in school, Mm -hmm. volunteering in school activities, kind of making sure things are going the way they want them to go. I feel like they would always be going on their kids' field trips, Mm -hmm. which I think is really cool. Yeah. That's something that I like is my goal for when I do have kids is I want to go to their field trips and stuff. Yeah. 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 I think that can be really good. Uh, and then I think the, the, where it can be bad is Mm -hmm. I think ones can become, I think it's called like helicopter parents Mm -hmm. where they're a little stubborn and a little overbearing. Like Mm. maybe your kids are getting to be, you know, teenagers and Mm -hmm. they really should have a little more freedom, but it's going to be hard for the one to let go control and kind of trust their kids to make the right decisions. Mm -hmm. I think that might be something that's really hard for a one and um, they might maybe over discipline and have too many rules and Mm -hmm. too many expectations that aren't always reasonable for I agree. One ones especially like they are so hard on themselves and have such high expectations for themselves that that can definitely come off on the kids. And I I think it'll be interesting, like I've seen certain TV shows where the parent is very much a one and the kids are very much rebellious and it's sort of like the opposite like Mm -hmm. you want to give me all these rules because ones you know love rules I'm not going to follow those rules I'm going to do the complete opposite yeah and that is just thing it'll just spiral 
because so there's the always ones, a balance. Yeah, <laughs> but like that's a thing. If all one is unhealthy and their kid is like rebelling, they're just gonna try to grab on even tighter. Mm-hmm. Like they're not gonna get the point of like, oh, maybe I need to loosen the reins a little bit. It's gonna yeah. be like, oh, you're rebelling. Well, how dare you break my rules? And now I'm gonna hold on even tighter to make sure that you are, you mm-hmm. know, you know, conforming to what I think is the right way to be. And here's the thing, though. I want to give ones credit, and maybe this is because I am one and I understand this kind of need for control and this feeling of, of you know, trying to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. It can be over the top, but I think what what's to remember is that this is this is coming from a place of this person really wants the best for mm-hmm. their kids, and that can go over the top, and that can actually become manipulative and unhealthy when you take it too far. But just going back to, like, you know, if you're – overbearing and have too many rules and want your kid to live up to these expectations, it really comes down to just wanting the best for them. Yeah. Um, That's why intentions are so important. Yeah. But at just the same Justin Bieber sang it the best. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to talk about parenting because I don't know if this is just because we, we are females, but it's hard for me to think of the father perspective. I, it's really easy for me to picture mm. m- mothers. Yeah. Um, a type one father... I'm I'm like, would they just be the same as what we just described? Or? I think so. I don't really yeah. know a type one father. Yeah. Um. Guess it's the same. Yeah. I'd yeah. say so. All right. All right. Yeah. Type two. Type two. The best type, baby. I'm gonna throw it back at you. I think you'd be a fantastic mom. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. No, I knew because I was like. I don't know, like 11. I mean, I was pretty old, 11. So it's like, you know, and I would pretend to drop my bear off at preschool every day before I went to school. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's when, that's when I knew. That's so And I already cute. had my baby names picked out. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here, the two, I think, is such a natural caretaker mm-hmm. that, well, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, like, one thing that I've always known is, like, I, um, like two's need to, you know, take care of somebody, like to have a child and to give them all of yourself. Like, I feel like that's just my dream. And that's so Mm -hmm. many two's dream is to just, you know, be there for somebody and show them you love them, tell them all the time, you know, express your love. Because sometimes I think two's like in, not just like a parent-child relationship, but maybe in other relationships, like expressing your love is like, I don't know. Like if I did that to some of my friends, they'd be like, okay. Like, I don't know. Like, whereas like a child's like, okay, mom, I get it. You love me. But it's like, it's like what parents are supposed to do Mm -hmm. for their kids is make them feel loved and taken care of Mm -hmm. and, make fulfill their needs like especially at a really young age like mm-hmm. children literally need you to do all that and that's that's perfect for a two yeah. it's like the twos need to be needed well guess mm-hmm. what your kids need yeah. you and and so because of that i think it can be really just such a natural like gift i mm-hmm. think twos have this gift of parenting and be and it's not even it just comes so natural to them. Not to say that twos wouldn't also struggle just like anybody else with parenting because it's yeah. hard for anyone, but I think they just, it's a gift of 
being able to um, naturally give that love and take care of someone. And mm-hmm. um, these kids of type twos, I would never doubt that their parents love them. Like, I think mm-hmm. that's really the gift is they're going to grow up feeling just so much um so much love from their parents. And mm-hmm. I think the shadow side is if you are an unhealthy too, um, because you need to be needed so much. Um, and there is a point where your kids don't need you as much yeah. and um, they're going to try to be independent. And when that comes, I think that could be really difficult for mm-hmm. type two parents. Or and- even come across as... Like even, uh, and I'm just throwing this out there as like not even a parent relationship, but like with like my little brother who's Mm. always needed me Mm -hmm. and now he's in college and doesn't need me anymore. Like there was a time where obviously I don't think this now, but there was a time where I was like, well, like the relationship is different in a negative way or like they don't like want to hang out with me anymore but it's like they don't they want to hang out with me but they don't need me to take care of them yeah like I did yeah it it feels almost personal to it too yeah it's like a personal attack and I think if you're super unhealthy as a two that can lead to an emotional manipulation of the mm -hmm. person of like well you're hurting me because you don't need me anymore I did all these things for you um well and another thing too is like I think another thing too Ah. (laughs) is I think if a parent too is unhealthy like they really won't take care of themselves yeah. Um, they'll pour everything into their child and, you know, go to every soccer game, go to every everything. But when it comes to themselves, maybe they will, you know, like ask the child every day, what do you want for dinner and not yeah. ever make what they want type yeah. of thing. Um, and I've seen that, you know, and you know, on the meat, on media yeah. and different stuff like that. Yeah. It's the self-sacrificing. And also I could see it becoming maybe more of an issue or more unhealthy if, you know, twos, their gift is being able to give love. We mm-hmm. said that and, and make people feel cared for. But the flip side is they do this because they want it in return. And mm-hmm. when you're unhealthy, um, there can be this expectation that if you mm-hmm. give that to people, they need to give it back to you. And that could create strain on a parent-child relationship if you are expecting your child to then give you back the Mm -hmm. love and fulfillment of your needs that you're giving them. And it's kind of like you said, it's like, I did all of this for you. Like now you need to take care of me. Mm -hmm. And I think that can become really difficult on a child. If the child is feeling then almost like responsible for helping their parents. And I don't know. I think that really only happens with a really unhealthy too Mm -hmm. of this like, I took care of you your whole life and yeah. now I'm sick and you need to do all of this for mm-hmm. me because you owe me. When yeah. really it shouldn't be this you owe me thing. Yeah. It should be. Especially just, with a parent and a child. Yeah. yeah, but I could see that happening. No, I agree. Okay. Shall we go to type three? Yes, type three. I found out my mom's a type three, so I can mm. speak a little more to this, mm-hmm. although I don't know that I totally... S- I was shocked to hear that she was a type three. Why were you shocked? 
I just didn't think she was. But it, it does make sense. I think the thing about the type three to remember is they really care about their image. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do see that in her. I, I, I didn't see it so much because my mom's never been like super like she doesn't need to appear successful on the outside. Mm-hmm. But I do think she cares that people see her in a positive light. Or see her as a good mother. Good mother. Mm-hmm. Yes. And she is. So it's like, well, if your if your goal is to be seen as a good mother and that actually makes you become a good mother, then there's mm-hmm. nothing really wrong with that. Yeah. Um, so I do think like from personal experience, that's what I've seen is like I think the threes drive to achieve and to be seen as successful and you know, just the greatest mm-hmm. actually can help them be the greatest. And so as a parent, that's good. I, I also, my brother-in-law's also a three, so I can, I've seen him as a, as a dad and something about him is a little different than my mom is he really pushes his kids to work hard. Like that's mm-hmm. a really big value of his. Mm-hmm. He has worked from nothing to create a life for himself that is really good. And he wants to see his kids succeed yeah. and, and achieve greatness in the same way. And so he can be a little hard on them, which again, double-edged, what's it called? Double-edged sword or whatever. I think so. Yeah. Where it's like, that is really good because they're learning how to fail. What's that word? Fail forward. Where like, mm. um, it's okay to fail as long as you get back up and try again and you just keep working hard and you're going to get somewhere. And I think that's a really great attitude for kids to learn on the flip side. Um, it can be hard if, you're not the best at something or Mm -hmm. you are upset when you fail and your parent is kind of just like, whatever, just get back up and get on with it. And, Mm -hmm. um, can be damaging to, uh, similar to the one where it can be a little bit of a high expectation for kids Mm -hmm. to live up to this kind of idea of perfection. And yeah, when I think threes as well, like there is that stereotype that they can be extreme workaholics. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe uh, it could be a possibility that sometimes three as parents maybe won't have time to really go on their kids' field trips or Mm -hmm. maybe um, prioritize certain things um, because they're working so much or like, I don't know, some three parents that I can think of that are like constantly working on their phones, even if they're having like a conversation with their child. Yeah. So I don't know. They're when they're unhealthy though. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, that's true. I think that's that idea of like the absent parent. Mm-hmm. It could be a, an unhealthy three can become that if they're yeah. just so focused on their work mm-hmm. or other life priorities. Threes are busy. Like they're busy yeah. people and they like to be busy. Mm-hmm. And so if they're not conscious of that, it can take away from their time with their kids for sure. Mm-hmm. But I think healthy threes give a really good um, image to their kids of like a, or not image, that's not the right word, but... um. I don't know. I think they are can be really great role models for their children to mm-hmm. s- to show their children how hard work pays off and how yeah. like and and really motivate their children to believe that they are great. I think mm-hmm. that's really the benefit and the the beauty of a three as a parent is like letting your kids know like you can be anything you want. Yeah, and you are amazing. And, mm-hmm. you know, I do think sometimes, and I, I know I'm just talking the negative things I know about threes, mm-hmm. but I love a good three, you know, but one thing that I've, you know, seen too, is like, like you were saying, but this is like the flip side of like threes 
being such hard workers or maybe if they didn't have, you know, certain things when they were younger that they're like working so hard as sometimes their kids maybe can be more on the spoiled side. Uh-huh. And so like I feel like threes would really s- spoil their kids because they're working hard and yeah. maybe the kids are like, oh, well, my parent is working hard. I don't have to work. <laughs> Yeah. do it essentially and I don't know I've seen that unhealthy side yeah. of it but like you said there's always a flip side and I love what you were talking about with your um brother-in-law and yeah you know I think that's very healthy and great yeah three one one last thing I'll say about the three that I just thought of was I think they can as parents they they can start to put this pressure on their kids to achieve the things that they were never able to achieve. Mm, Um, Kind of like living up to the family legacy or whatever, or working in the family business. Or like if I know a lot of um, maybe parents who weren't able to go to college for whatever Mm. reason, and now they really want their kids to go to college so that their kids can Mm -hmm. like, they can live vicariously through their kids. But the best college ever that the kid doesn't want to go to. Exactly. And so if they're unhealthy, they stop paying attention to like what their kids actually want and they just want their kids to do what they want. Mm -hmm. So what they deem successful. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think there's a show where there's a parent who's like, business you need a business major and you need to yeah. go to Stanford and the kids like well I really want to go to art school and uh-huh. so they deem maybe the arts is not as you know prominent yeah. in their mind even though it is very important mm-hmm. so and again that's really only an unhealthy three because I yeah. think when when threes are healthy and even average levels they understand that there's different definitions of success mm-hmm. and they would actually be really good at helping their children achieve whatever their version of success success is mm-hmm. um yeah. 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 Fours. Fours. Ooh, fours is parents. Interesting. You know what, what it reminds me of? Huh. Um, did you you watch The Princess Diaries? Mm-hmm. I think of the mom. I think of... Um, I don't remember enough She's like very her. artsy. They live in a firehouse and she, for fun, she'll come home and like throw darts at... Um, they like fill... Um, balloons with paint and she'll like come home and wear overalls and just like it's all about expressing yourself and being creative Mm -hmm. and I when I think of a four parent she's the first thing that comes to mind yeah no I totally see that I think fours as parents would have such an emphasis on self-expression for Mm -hmm. their kids which is so important in a child's life um and like giving them space to like express their emotions and Mm -hmm. I see fours as have you heard of like the gentle parenting style Mm -hmm. fours I feel very much would go with the gentle parenting because it's all about allowing your children to like feel their emotions and talk them through and express them with something like art or whatever it is um Mm -hmm. they might be a lot more patient than maybe some other types when it comes to the like tantrums and fits that kids throw mm-hmm. um yeah but i would almost say they might have almost the flip side of the type three where threes are all about achieve 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 and i think yeah. fours might become as parents might kind of fall too much away from that and kind of because they're all mm-hmm. about expressing yourself and being yourself maybe they might not have enough kind of discipline or mm-hmm. motivation to like actually you know follow the rules of society yeah. and <laughs> I don't know 
No, I get what you mean. Like, <laughs> I don't know what I was watching, but the parent was a four, and the child didn't, just didn't want to go to school. And, I mean, my mom did this, and I loved it, but, like, <laughs> mental health days. Oh, yeah. So, like, if you're not... Which is weird because I hated, like, not going to class for <laughs> a long time. But then there were certain days that I was like, I need to stay home and take care of myself. Yeah. Well, I think that's really good. Like, that's, it's, again, just like there was, like, the double-edged sword or whatever on the last one. Mm-hmm. It, it's going to be that same way with that's every same. type. <laughs> Why'd you be, like, a little wrong? It yeah. probably is. Whatever. <laughs> the people. I'm rubbing off on you. <laughs> yeah. But the same with the four, right? Like, I think letting your kid take a mental health day is awesome. And yeah. I think there probably more people need to be open to that. But if you do it too much, you're almost like giving in to your kid's emotions rather than finding the balance of like, yes, it's okay to take care of yourself, but mm-hmm. you also need to find the balance of like head and heart. Like, when do you need to put your emotions aside to be a member of society? And when is it okay to you know, give in to those emotions and let yourself feel. And there is a balance. And I feel like an unhealthy four can lean too much Mm -hmm. into the just feeling everything all the time. Um, And if you let your kids do that all the time, if we're talking about staying home from school, well, then Mm -hmm. what? you're not going to graduate high school. Like, I don't know. I think there's a balance there. No, I definitely get that. Yeah. But um, I I also think... I love a four parent. Yeah. Yeah. I also think of Lennon and Maisie Stella. Mm Mm-hmm. Guarantee their parents are forced. Yeah, that makes sense. They grew up All in like music. Yeah, they grew up in like this house without any TV, mm-hmm. computers, like no electronics. They just like played music all the time. <laughs> like that is what so I picture. So if you want kids that sing great, that's what you <laughs> yeah. gotta do. <laughs> yeah. Ay, ay, ay. All right. We all right. Five. Fives. Five. I, Ooh. Go. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to leave. <laughs> I think fives are great parents in in the sense that they're always curious about what their kids are doing. They're yeah. constantly asking questions. And I, I sometimes um, get this vibe where, like, when I was young and, like, uh, a parent would ask, like, oh, what did you do? At, how was school today? And I'd be like, fine. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, who did you talk to? Like, where, where, how did you get to the bus? Like, just common, like, curious questions. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, I walked. I don't know. Like, yeah, not really giving them an answer. And I feel like fives are, like, very much into, I want to know the details about your friends and, like, who yeah. you hang out with. And not even just, like, a I need to protect you way, but in a I'm just curious about your life kind of way. Yeah, like, they just really want to know you. Yeah. This is a parent who's really interested in understanding and getting to know their kid. Mm-hmm. And I think... Kind of, um, I might say, you know, if we if we talked about the ones and the threes and their high expectations, I think the five is a lot more of like um, letting their kid who be whoever they are. They're a little more detached from their expectations of what their kid might be, and I mm-hmm. think they're more likely to just kind of have this curiosity for their entire life of like just wanting to get to know them. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, my dad, we think is a five. Mm-hmm. I pretty strongly think that. Um, I actually have a gift for him. You do? Mm-hmm. Is I it got him. It's a map of London. Oh, my God. He's going to love that. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, some things I notice about his parenting style is, like, I, I'll be honest, in in childhood and even up until early adulthood, I didn't feel like I totally knew him. Mm-hmm. And I think that's maybe the, mm-hmm. the shadow side of the five is, like, they aren't 
super emotional and emotionally involved if they're if they're unhealthy and so I didn't really feel that I could talk to my dad about the more emotional things I didn't really feel like he really cared to hear about it and also another thing is like my dad and I never said I love you to each other but what's interesting is Mm -hmm. fives and I'll speak specifically to my dad like I, I think they have their own way of showing love. So even though he never really Mm -hmm. said that, I never doubted that he loved me because it was like you said, it was like he was genuinely curious about me and interested in my life and took me to do cool things and taught me stuff and, you know, took an interest in me, but it was just never an emotional interest. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's kind of those are the two, the the, the good and yeah, the bad. No, it's like I definitely understand what you mean. Yeah, again, like taking the time to like I'm gonna give her this book. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh yeah, the cute calculus. Book <laughs> yes, that I got for my freaking 25th birthday or whatever. I don't know. Did you read it? Oh no, oh. I certainly did not. <laughs> I wouldn't either. <laughs> Yeah, but I think fives, uh, one thing, another thing I say on the good side of a five as a parent is I think stability. Mm. They -hmm. will be, they're steady, they're stable. You're not going to be questioning if they're, you know, how are they going to be okay today emotionally? Can Mm -hmm. I get away with this thing with them? You're not, you're never questioning where they're at. You just, you just know, and you can rely on them, I think, Mm -hmm. as a parent. No, I, I definitely agree. And they're, like you said, they're not like, they they obviously feel feelings, <laughs> but they're not as expressive as a lot of other types. Yeah. You know? And so I feel like that's kind of a, you know, when it comes to parenting, maybe they're not going to be like, you know, big yellers, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell mm-hmm. you, like, it's almost nice, like, now as an adult with my dad. Like, as mm-hmm. a kid, I didn't open up to him about shit because, you know, I just didn't yeah. think I could. But now as an adult, because I, I, I don't care anymore, I actually I actually like talking to my dad about emotional things because he doesn't get emotional. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a good detachment. I'm like, oh, great, I can tell you all this stuff, and it will not influence you at all, and you'll just be steady and stable, yeah. and I don't have to worry about, like, you being all yeah. freaking emotional about it. And I kind of like mm-hmm. that now. Yeah, there's the a five. five dad that I know, and he's very logical when he's um, discipl- disciplining uh, yeah. his kids. So it's like he's not going to be reactive, but he's going to be like, you did this, mm-hmm. so this is what happens because of this reason. And yeah. I, Because I think we were talking actually when um, – or maybe not when I hate when parents go, Oh, because I'm the parent yeah. or like, because I said so. I will say my dad said that a lot though. Mm. But I remember was it parent. you that are, that you were like, I want to know why yes. or like the why. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I knew it was you. Yeah. But I feel like fives are going to be great about like, like very explaining the mm-hmm. logic behind why, you know, an action of the child wasn't okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Totes. Totes. Sixes. Sixes. The loyalist. It's hard with sixes because it's like, their sixes are so complicated because there's like counter or whatever it's called, the counterphobic, phobic, and I yeah. feel like they're very different. Um, yeah. Well, and I think also there's so many stereotypes on sixes. That's like, true. I know a six 
parent is just what I can go off them, but they're, you know, they're the one bringing all the snacks to all the games. They're <laughs> like the, the parent in the minivan that has, you know, uh, things for all the children, mm-hmm. not just their own kids. And like they're yeah. prepared and uh, research, you know, the best strollers to use. Oh, yeah. or like they're very good about, you know, making sure their kid has the best be, to keep the child safe or yeah. to keep the child happy. And yeah, I know some great six parents. I can also see six parents being the ones. And you know what? I'll say this about sevens too later, but um, I can see six type six parents being ones who like to have an open door policy kind of mm. at their house where just, I only say this hmm. for sixes because I, they're so community driven and focused mm-hmm. on like, um, yeah, just building community and having like people who they can trust in their inner circle. And so I can see them being parents who will like have other kids over to their house and mm-hmm. kind of be, be the house that the kids go to, um, if that makes sense, rather than sending their kids out to some other person's house. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. They're going to have them come to them and, like, mm-hmm. create relationships with all their kids' friends and mm-hmm. kind of be everyone's mom or yeah. dad. Um, yeah. I don't know. No, I agree. Yeah. At the same time, though, this is why they're complicated, because at the same time I could say the complete opposite, which is that sixes are kind of hesitant to newcomers and Mm -hmm. to welcome other people who they don't yet know or trust. And so I see that part too, but I think if it's children, it's a little different, uh, easier to just let kids into your house rather than other adults who can't be trusted. (laughs) That's true. That's true. I also think that like, you know, all parents, I feel like instinctually are protective of their kids. Yeah. But I feel like sixes are, you know, to that extreme sometimes because they value security so much true um they're not gonna you know they're gonna make sure they're financially secure before they have kids they're gonna make sure um like i know a six parent who um like all the corners on the Mm. edges they're like padded yeah so and the kid i think is much older (laughs) but they're padded (laughs) They're safe. Uh-huh. Um, They're gonna make sure their kid knows the the rules of stranger danger. Yeah, they're very protective. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I I sixes. Good job. Cool, cool, cool. Sevens. This one's you. Yes, <laughs> I know a seven parent. Um, I feel like seven parents. You know, they're just really fun. Like I feel like you can, um, you know talk to them and less about worried about maybe getting in trouble. Oh yeah. They're not going to. Yeah. More about just like, you know, talking to them and, um, yeah, they, I think of, um, what's, uh, Regina George's mom and mean girls. She's like, I'm not a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. (laughs) Yeah. Someone's definitely (laughs) want to be cool. They just want their kids to like hang out with them and Mm -hmm. be buddies instead of like the parent child relationship yeah I don't feel like you know because my mom's a seven and she's not a disciplinary person at all Mm -hmm. like even when I was really little and got into major trouble like I don't remember ever getting in trouble actually for maybe things I should have it's crazy it turned out so so normal Erin wow 
I mean, you are like not a troublemaker at all. You, I would think it's, in, that's always so interesting to me that people who have the strictest parents become troublemakers and people who have no rules become rule followers. Well, I think it's more complicated than that. Yeah. Okay. Fair, fair, fair. <laughs> Truthfully. <laughs> it always is. Yeah, no, I, I totally see Seven's just like really trying to create a fun atmosphere for their mm-hmm. kids. And I do think that, that the, the shadow side is that they might not know how to discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, and kids need discipline. You know, people see discipline maybe as a bad thing, but children need structure and need to know, like learn kind of this idea of what's appropriate and what's not you know, how to follow rules. And so I think that can be just one downside to that sort of loose parenting is kids might not learn Mm -hmm. structure. Um, Yeah. yeah. Or maybe sometimes like, um, you know, I think the sevens don't necessarily want to touch on hard subjects sometimes. Mm -hmm. So they'll like brush it over and only think about the happy Mm -hmm. thing. So I feel like, you know, maybe as parents, they're like, they're very fun, Mm -hmm. but maybe, you know, when it comes to certain serious talks that you might need to have with your kid, like maybe less, uh, uh, more of a problem. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like the opposite of the four who's like all about, let's explore our emotions. And the seven's like, oh, you're sad. Well, let's, uh, let's go to the park or let's, uh, like, we're not going to talk about the sad. We're going (laughs) to figure out what we can do to have fun. I think, um, and I only watched a few seasons, but I think the mom in Gilmore Girls is a seven. Mm, never watched it. Mm. Yeah, she's very, like, uh, doesn't care about rules at all. Mm-hmm. And just, like, you know, hey, just do what you want when you're yeah. happy. Hey, you want to get food right now? Or, like, um, you know, oh, it's broken. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and she's with somebody who's, um, you know, an eight who's a lot more like, um, like, well, if it's broken, fix it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, I'll get to it type yeah. of thing. Um, but yeah. And well, in like her relationship with her daughter, it's very much, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, they're very much, uh, like friends yeah. than, a, a a a different level, like a parent child level. Right. Right. But yeah. That's just a TV example. Yeah, but I think that's pretty accurate. And yeah. just like any other type, that's good and bad. I think it's really nice to have a parent who you can be friendly with and who yeah. you can have fun with and hang out with. Um, but at the same time, when you're a kid, you do need yeah. discipline and structure in order to kind of understand the world and what's expected yeah. of you and yada yada. Mm-hmm. And you kind of want your kid to respect you. Because I think true. it can lead, and this really depends on the kid and everyone's different, but I think it can lead to a kid who walks all over you mm-hmm. um, if you're not, if you're just cool with everything. Yeah, that's um, true. Yeah. All right. Type eights. Yeah. I feel like type eights um, can be great parents when they're healthy and very um, protective and the child can feel like, you know, they really have somebody there that's going to have their back, you know, if like there's another kid bullying them at school mm-hmm. or, um, you know, because an eight, you know, wants to control things a lot, but I think it can be positive in the sense that they can control, you know, protect their child mm-hmm. and, 
Yeah, well, I think an eight sees their child as like mm-hmm. a part of them. Yeah. Like because they can be kind of, they have this sense of needing control. And part of that, it like extends to their children. These are people mm-hmm. who are like, their child is an extension of themselves. And so if you hurt my child, you hurt me and I'm not going to have that. Which like you mm-hmm. said, it can be really great. Like you can come to your parent who's an eight and say like, hey, I'm having trouble at school because these people are mean to me. And this parent is going to do everything in their power to make sure that that's taken care of. They're going to tell the teacher, they're Mm going to talk to the principal, they're going to, you know, whatever it takes to make sure that their kid is okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And that nobody misses with our family. Yeah. They're like, (laughs) like a little teddy bear or like a big teddy bear. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I also see them, similarly to ones, I can see them being very involved um, Mm -hmm. for the same reasons as ones. I think just wanting to kind of be in the know and be in control of things Mm -hmm. as much as they can. So be part of school, be part of Yeah, and I can see that as positive and negative, like being in control of everything Mm -hmm. about your child. Mm -hmm. Um, Like the one I think it'd be hard to like let your kids go and make their own decisions because, um, you know, like ones, eights, you know think they're right mm-hmm. you know and so and so a lot of times they are but um I always think it's like the way you go about things but mm-hmm. yeah I feel like they'd definitely be like leaders of the PTA yeah um and making sure their child doesn't you know hang out with the wrong crowd yeah. and um very involved in their child's lives yeah yeah and then in the shadow side I do think mm-hmm. it's because they're so prone to speaking their mind and letting their opinion be known, right? That That's huge. That helps them feel in control and helps them feel powerful mm-hmm. is making their opinion be known. I think sometimes that can harm their children if they're not careful, if they don't have a filter on what they're saying. I think that it can come across as like, you know, you're a kid, you might be a little more afraid of doing something wrong with an, mm-hmm. eight, with an un- unhealthy eight parent who might get unnecessarily angry or Mm -hmm. say something really mean to you that later they're going to regret it because they didn't mean to say it, but they just don't have that filter right away and they just Mm -hmm. say it. And that's um, a great point. Yeah. I can see that being a little harmful, um, to a child. And again, reiterating, Mm -hmm. this is really only unhealthy because healthy eights know how to filter. Yeah. Well, and I also feel like, uh, an eight would also be like a soccer coach. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like sixes are the one, you know, bringing the oranges for the halftime. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> or the, the middle of the game. Whereas, like, eights are the coaches. Like, they're, like, controlling the game, essentially. Yeah. They're, like, they're the parent who comes to the game, but then, like, yells at the ump every time. It's like, <laughs> yeah. no, that's not the right call. <laughs> and then it's, like, t-ball. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, four-year-olds playing. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, yeah right. I, it's interesting. I feel like five or I mean eights can make you as a child would make you feel really safe, but also really scared at the same time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, type nines. Everything we just said, the opposite. Yeah, the peacemakers. <laughs> They're like the chill parent. They are, but I, I, I almost would. But I don't know any parent that's a type nine. I'm just yeah basing it off. I think they're chill, but I think that is also a stereotype. And I actually think nines might be 
more involved than we might first think when mm. we think of a nine because they really care about everyone's well-being. Similarly to the two. Um, so I think they're actually, I think nines can be very organized when it comes to, when it comes to their children, because they're trying to make sure everything's going smoothly. There's no issues. Everything is, you know, running well. I do think like what you mean, if you're saying chill, I can see the chill aspect coming from when it does come to discipline and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. They can be maybe a little more similar to the seven of like, you know, you don't want to you don't want to be too harsh because yeah. you don't want... Don't want to rock the boat. Yeah, you don't want to rock the boat. You don't want your kid to be mad at you. Mm-hmm. And so it's, you know, how do you balance discipline but also being friendly at the same time? Mm-hmm. And I really think balance is the really core word here for the nine. Is like, yeah. I don't think they go as far as the seven of being like no discipline. Mm-hmm. But I also don't think they're like the one or the eight where it's like really high expectations and harsh discipline. I mm-hmm. think they've tried to find this balance of like, how can I parent, but also, you know, be a friend. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. My, my sister is a nine and a mm. parent and I see this a lot with her. Like she disciplines her kids, but she's very like gentle. Yeah. She comes from a place first of understanding. Like she understands that they're kids and that they're upset and that they're going to not be reasonable. And that, so it's not just like, oh, shut up, you kid. Like go in time <laughs> shut out. Shut up, you kid. <laughs> you kid. Yeah. But no, but she, it's a way of being like, you know what? I understand you're upset. You know, I, I, I get it. Life is hard, but this is not acceptable behavior. Yeah. And so it's like both. It's like. I think it's really good. I mean, I think healthy nines are just like we said about some other types, just like such good parents. Yeah. At least my sister. She's all I can talk, speak to, and she's like the best parent I've ever yeah, seen. I agree. So. <laughs> well, now that you said that, because I, I really, I cannot think of a parent that's a nine right now, but just thinking about your sister and knowing all the good qualities that I see in her, like, I don't know. I feel like she's such a good mom and like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but I think you're right. Like on the unhealthy side, I think if a nine is unhealthy, similar to what we said about the seven, I think they can kind of maybe fall into a little bit too being too complacent. Like a pushover. Yeah, and mm-hmm. letting their kids just walk all over them, and yeah, because they so want to avoid conflict that maybe they try to discipline their kid, but then mm-hmm. their kid kind of can be sneaky and talk them out of it, and they're just gonna be like, okay. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I wish my mom did that when I said <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, also, I think if they have multiple kids, they're going to be... This is a, a nine stereotype, but I also find it to be pretty true from what I've seen. Is like they're going to be really good at um, solving conflicts mm-hmm. between kids yeah. and, and between the whole family. Um, yeah. You know? If there's any sort of arguments coming up or anything, they're really good about being like, okay, why, why don't we talk to each other and explain mm-hmm. to each other, like, what's up here? Yeah, and, and I feel like there's going to be less of, like, I don't know, sometimes some parents, um, when they are unhealthy, maybe they definitely express who their favorite child is a little bit oh. more. And I feel like nines wouldn't. Yeah. They'd definitely be good about, like, prioritizing quality time with all their kids. Mm-hmm. A hundred percent. Yeah. And bringing them together for like Christmases and family functions. Yeah. Yeah. They really want to create a good environment for everyone. Mm -hmm. 
I think on the unhealthy end, another thing I want to point out is like when nines are unhealthy, they can become, you know, we've talked about this a million times, their, their sin or whatever is, is sloth, right? Mm, They can become mm -hmm. a little bit just like tired and yeah, lazy. And so I could see this becoming a problem if, you know, kids have a lot of energy. Yeah, that's true. And if the nine is in that unhealthy, in an unhealthy space, they, they might be in a place where they're like, just put their kid in front of the TV or... Just, like, just do what you want. Yeah, or just, like, let them play on, you know, uh, their phone all day long or, you mm-hmm. know, stuff like that where it's, like, you're just too tired to deal with it. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I agree. I think this was good. Yeah. I do want to preface, now that we've talked about all of them, that, you know, at the end of the day, like, you're just trying your best yeah. as a parent. That's the thing. I... I mean, we mentioned it with the type ones. At least I hope. Yeah. (laughs) I think most people are. Yeah. Um, We mentioned it with the type one that like, you know, it all comes back to intentions. And I Mm -hmm. think even at your unhealthiest, if your intention is still good, like don't be too hard on yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, Because even if you're being harsh sometimes, it's like you're doing it because you want the best for your kids. Sorry, go ahead. No, that's all. I was going to say it'd be really interesting to see, like, if someone made a family tree on, like, what the Enneagram types of their parents were. Yeah. Because, like, you know, as a parent, like, my mom's a seven, but, like, what were her parents to, you know, like, you see your parents parenting a certain way, and sometimes you take certain things from them Mm -hmm. when you, you know, parent your kids. And I'm just, I know that's something I've always been curious, like, with my own family is, like, why are our parents the way that they are? Yeah, it's so interesting, mm-hmm. the whole dynamic. Well, and then it goes back to like, if you believe in Enneagram being nature or nurture. Yeah. But I definitely think it's a combo. And I think how your parents parent you has a huge influence yeah, on I who agree. you become. But yeah, it's so interesting. Like how, like how do we become who we are? Mm-hmm. And how did our parents become who they are? And yeah. it all came from somewhere. Yeah. Interesting. Anyway, (laughs) thanks for listening to us. Yeah, if you're a parent, um, feel free to to let us know how wrong we were. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And uh, signing off. All right, sayonara, Sammy. (laughs) It's from New Girl. Yeah. Well, I think it's from something else first, but New Girl said it. You really like New Girl? Sayonara, Sammy.